You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am still in the village of Hawklaw. Well, I should probably stay for quite some time, considering how many times Woundskin attacks it. And once more, Woundskin is the problem. Now, there seems to be a problem here. But the adventure is called North of the Village. You've gone less than a hundred yards from the road when you encounter the first sign that suggests you're on the trail of the missing scouts. Start this adventure. And so it begins. Not back yet. Thank you. I need nothing further. Captain Melark dis dismisses the his young page with a curt wave and turns to face you. We've, we've, we've had a we had a report quite early this morning, he says, moving over to close the, the door to the room as the page departs. A man travelling south into the village spotted what he thought were several of the Otowok on the nearby hill. I sent four men to, to scout the area. And here we stand at midday. No word yet, yet back. We should have returned long before now. Before you can ask, you tell the captain you will head into the hills north of Hawkmore and see that you can locate the scouts or any sign of the Otowok that they were dispatched to find. Captain Millark thanks you, but warns you, but he warns you to take care. Reluctant to send a larger force out in search of them, as I fear this may well be some sort of law, some sort of plaw, ploy to plush, to lush us away from the village. He says, "Report back to me as soon as you can, you find something." And Zoop, I say again, mind you, take take care. With growing apprehension as to what you may find on your excursion. You set out from the village and trek and trek along the meandering forest road that carves its way into the hills north of Fort Block. After nearly two miles, you leave the road and plunge into the wooded hills to the west, hoping to reach higher ground and gain a better point, point over the better vantage point over the entire area. You've gone less than a hundred yards from the road when when you encounter 
the first sign that suggests you're on the trail of the missing scouts. Lying at the edge of the small clearing, just to the south of the edge of the, of the more open woodland that surrounds some of the nearby hills, are the smashed remains of three Okarok. Well, I guess it's good that someone other than me is smashing them. After making sure that none of the wood and iron beings are lurking about, you move over and carefully examine the shattered weathermans. Though you can't be certain, it appears that this tree of Otorok was destroyed by a heavy bladed weapon, possibly an axe. Suddenly, from somewhere in the distance, the sound of something being struck rises into the air. A sharp sound, not dissimilar to that of an axe, biting into the trunk of a tree, repeats nearly a dozen times before falling silent. When the, la when the last fading echoes of the sound pass through the forest around you, you determine that it came from the north. You're about to head in that direction when you hear what sounds like something moving through the fo forest to the north and west. So I can head north, or I can head north and west. Hmm, 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 hmm. Where should I go? I can head north, or north and west. And there's, there's, there's absolutely no way to get any clues. I shall head north and west. Not long into your trek, you reach the edge of a wide clearing, several toppled trees, victims of the fierce winds that often sweep through these hills, lie across the open swath. You're about to, you're about to skirt around the edge of the clearing and continue on your way when you suddenly spot movement to the west. Seven, Otuok lurking silently through the trees are making their way into the clearing seems you haven't yet been spotted so i can attack them or remain where i uh, where i am i shall attack them but first equipping the open wog attack wasting no time you move stealthily into the clearing from where, from the south, taking up a concealed position to allow you to ambush the Oshawak as they pass. With your heart pounding and your every sense alert for any further sign of the wooden iron beings in the immediate vicinity, you breathlessly watch as the seven Oshawak steadily draw closer. Pick a number. Random. Yeah, bonus of 60. 40, 20 for woodmanship, 10 from agility, 10 from luck, and 20 from thievery. Pick now! 116. It's a success. The Otorok are nearly five yards past your filing spot, where you burst from the thick foliage and launch a surprise attack from behind. Your assault is swift and deadly, leaving two Otorok shattered before the remaining four have even 
even turn to engage you, emboldened by the success of your surprise attack. You leap forward and engage the first of your four foes. It's an Otorok. It's the first of four. Begin combat. And it is slain. 25 XP. Ooh. You step over the shattered and twisted remains of the first Otorok and bravely engage the second. Quick combat again. This one is also slain for another 25 XP. The third Otorok is immediately upon you, swiping out at you with its deadly iron-tipped arms. The third Otorok is quick combated, 25 XP, with sweat streaking down your brow, a growing ache in your lungs. You step forward and bravely engage the last of the four Otorok. Quick combat once again. And it is slain. 25 XP. And then 128 experience to general. As you step back from the six piles of wood and iron that mark the spots where the Ultrawok fell, your eyes are drawn to a sudden fury. Movement to the east. What could it be? What could it be? We shall see. Moving swiftly. And silently through the clearing is a tall shouldered man. This man, gripping a heavy axe in his gloved hands, his head his head covered by a leather stall cap, halts his stealthy advance behind the trunk of a fallen ash. Suddenly he turns to depart before he slips into the dense bramble on the far but before he slips into the dense bramble on the far side of the clearing. He reached down and sets a small object on the trunk of a nearby fallen tree. Then, quickly casting a quick glance in your direction, he disappears into the undergrowth. Wasting no time, you move forward to examine what he left behind. On the trunk of a fallen tree, next to the heaped remains of the slain Otoa, you discover a small, flat stone. This coin-style stone, identical to those you would possess, is emblazoned with the mark of wound skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. Believing the stone will prove to be of some importance, you reach down and take possession of it. I now have mark of wound skin, mark of wound skin, mark of wound skin. I now have three of them. Please continue. With the stone now safely, safely in your possession, you make a search through the air, throw a search of the air, to find nothing of interest, and lift your glitter that would serve to hint the identity of the mysterious stranger. Content to have not overlooked anything, you return to the edge of the clearing, and begin to skirt around the opening to the north, and east. As you make your way around the edge of the clearing, you're startled by, a mi by the sound of voices from overhead. Moments later, four men, clad in a mix of chain and leather, stole into view. The men, 
you clearly recognised to be the four soldiers you dispatched to investigate the Otorok sighting salute you with friendly ways. The four soldiers tell you they encountered only a lone Otorok, but have seen no further sign of them for the past couple of hours. Company of the four men, we turn and begin the trek back to Hawklaw. Alright, okay. that's good. Upon your return to Hawklaw, you meet with Captain Millard in the newly established outpost. He thanks you for your help and listens with great interest as you relate to him the details of your encounter with the Otorok north of the village. You decide not to make any mention of the axe-wielding stranger. We had another sighting off to the east, a little more than two hours ago, says the captain. I've expected... I've expanded the range of our trolls, though again, I fear we're stretching ourselves too thin. It's plain to me that the forces aligned against us are gathering, and I don't see how it can bode well for anyone. Captain Millark says the soldiers, more soldiers, will soon be arriving in Hawklaw, and he has also dispatched a full account of recent events to Talinus. Let's see what the crown will see fit to do now enough on that for now that must for now we must be content to watch and wait and be thankful that we have the strength to fight have you ever noticed soup perhaps i'm thinking too much of this that time and again trouble seems to come from the north yes a silly notion one I, one i've given thought to now and then oh well pay no mind well then how about some payload? That finishes this adventure with 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. Back in Hawklaw. Might as well do the next one. The next new one, that is. Adventures for this location. Okay, just... A brief encounter. A, a gr the green paint woman smiles as your eyes meet and dips into a quick bow. It's my great pleasure to deliver this to you, she says. A low, wavering voice, entirely unlike anything you had expected. Start. As you make your way across Hawklaw's main thoroughfare towards the stone back, Having just checked in with Captain Millark at the outpost, you spot a small figure approaching you from the right. You turn to find a young, chain-clad woman moving swiftly towards you. The chain-clad woman smiles as your eyes meet and dips into a quick bow. It is, it is my great pleasure to deliver this to you, she says, her low, wavering voice. Entirely unlike anything you would have anticipated. I've travelled a great distance and must not linger. Here, hit linger. Here, take this. I'm certain you will know what to. The woman falls silent. And before you can ask her what she's talking about, she leans down and places a black cloth bag on the ground at your feet. Then, without another word, she turns begins to hurry south along the thoroughfare.
for a brief moment. You allow your eye, your eyes, right, your eyes to wander in the back of your feet. A split second later, when you turn your gaze in the direction of the departing woman, you're shocked to discover she's no longer in sight. You reach down and pick up the bag. Inside the bag, the small clock, small black bag, you find an ornate iron dagger. Intricate engravings adorn the hilt of the somewhat weighted weapon. At the back, at the base of its broad base, you discover a small circular impression. An easy feeling comes over you as you handle the dagger. A particular item may be of use. Hmm, what can it be? What could it be? I don't know. Well, I've been receiving a lot of those marks of moonscape recently. Maybe one of those? Use. No, no. What could it be? What could it be? Mm. Mm -hmm. A small emerald? No? What could it be? Ungrow's open world. Use that. No. What could it be? This phone is an item I'm supposed to use. But I don't, don't particularly have a clue what it could be. Jackson. Use. No. No. Okay. Let's see, string bound scroll, no, not that, okay, venture lantern, Ardivarian artifacts, or tarn, battle marker, black claw, blood red stone key, maybe that, uh, nope, no, no, I don't want to quit. I definitely don't want to quit. What could it be? What could it be? Dreadstone? Nope, not that. What could it be? Shimmering silver vase? No. Nope. Cloudy blue gemstone. Nope, has been a safe place to use that. Hmm, what could it be? There must be something I can use because a particular item may be of use here. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause until I'm gonna pause until I get until I until something works. Oh yeah, wait a minute. What about that wing I just got? The wound marked iron wing. I shall use that. Sixty-four experience to general. You carefully place your wound marked iron wing into the small circular impression the base of the dagger's blade. 
the wind proves to be a perfect fist. After several moments, when nothing appears to have happened to your wing, much to your surprise, the impression in your wing impression in which the wing rested only a mo only a second ago is now gone. Suddenly your eyes are drawn to the dagger's hilt there set its lunate iron at the tip of your fingers, a three shadow coin sized socket. You're sure you're certain the three sockets were not present when you placed your wing into the impression. And using that again doesn't do anything. Three sockets? Well, there's one thing I have three of. And that's... The rune mark stone. Okay, use them. 64 experience to general. Carefully, one by one. Replace each of your rune mark stones into the sockets. The instant the third and final stone has been set into place, a jolt runs through your arm, and a fierce red glow envelops the dagger. As the glow fades, you gaze down at the dagger and discover your three stones are now permanently attached to the to its hilt. And the uneasy fe feeling that took over you when you first took hold of the weapon returns and with renewed intensity momentarily leaving you shaken and breathless thankfully your pleasant sensation rapidly subsides you examine the dagger and almost immediately your eyes fall upon a marking you're sure wasn't wasn't previously there at the base of the blade an inch above the spot where the circular blade impression had been is an engraving that depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye, the mark of wound skin. A close examination of the mark reveals it to be different from those you'd already seen elsewhere. The hand that clutches the eye appears withered and bent and is and is and is depicted in a rather gruesome fashion, as having been severed at the wrist. Still puzzling over what the mark might bear, mark might, what meaning the mark might bear, you're but certain you're now in possession of a powerful and important item. You take, you safely tuck the dagger in amongst your other possessions. I now have a dagger of vanquishing, but what it vanquishes, not quite clear. View. It's a weapon for stabbing. Well, of course, it's a dagger. Of course, it's for stabbing. What else are you going to do with a dagger? Juggle it? Sing to it? <laughs> it's a melee waiting of nine. Set into the, into the thick hilt of this ornate dagger are the three wound-marked stones you've discovered. The sockets that, that now house the stones were revealed when you pressed your wound mark wing into the small circular impression at the base of the blade. The dagger was given to you by a strange green coat woman in Hawklaw. This weapon is of magical quality. Hmm. So, dagger of vanquishing. 
What could it be? Who knows? With the dagger now in your possession, you turn and take one last look southward along the thoroughfare. Apart from the group of four soldiers returning from routine patrol of the village outskirts, the broad lane is empty. Thinking back over your brief encounter with the dark-haired, green-caged woman, seeking anything that might serve to provide you with some with a clue to identity, you turn and head back to the stone back. 64 experience to general. And that finishes this adventure a brief encounter. And it was brief. There we are. On. Well, that was a very short adventure. So I will go on to the next one. The next one is a marked champion. And I'm guessing, and I'm not, though I can't, can't quite confirm it, that this mark is the mark of Winskin. Late one afternoon on the edge of town. Here we go. As you make your way into Hawklaw late one autumn afternoon, you're met by three soldiers who step onto the village thoroughfare to greet you just outside the outpost. One of the men tells you that an anonymous discovery made only hours ago in the eastern wood has put everyone at edge. Everyone on edge. Following, following the soldiers, you step into the outpost and confirm with Captain Marlow. He quickly confirms the soldier's account and asks if you would investigate the, fun, the finding. It's a portal of some sort, he says grimly. Nothing yet has passed through it. We can hardly hope that it is of benign nature. A group of my men are standing watch near it now. It's less than a mile east of here. Portal, yeah. Portals, they're rarely good news. You immediately agree, agree to investigate the portal. Set out at once for the location detailed to you by Captain Miller. Watch yourself, my friend, he says as you depart. Of course, I don't, I don't think I need to remind you of that. Less than a mile east of the village, you encounter a group of six soldiers standing near a small clearing. The group's leader, a man named Goarm, steps forward and greets you in a shoulder cross. It's no small relief to have you here, he says, pointing to the northeast. Just a bit up that, this up. It's just up this way a bit. We had to move back from it. Heat coming out, out of it. It's become almost too much to bear. Intrigued by... Intrigued, where we follow Garn, as the chain-clad soldier leads you along the western wedge edge of the clearing. You've cut, you've, you've scuffled less than a dozen yards when a sudden and intense wave of heat washes over you. The sharp crackle of energy fills the air. Standing next to Garn. 
you stand stand out the northern tip of the broad fo broad forest clearing a dozen yards from the from the edge of the, the expanse hovering only inches over the the small blackened patch of earth is a blue wind portal the spinning black vortex at the core of the magical gate is outlined by a thin arc of crackling blue energy. A low, steady, pulsing sound rises into the air. Another wave of heat. This one, this one more intense than the first, washes over you. The heat seems just a bit less fierce now, says Khan. His eyes locked in the portal. Nothing come, nothing's come out of it. Do you suppose it might? What do you make of it? A sudden, inexplicable sound. Sense of dread. And a sudden, inexplicable sense of dread comes over you, and you stare into the swirling eye of the portal. You tell Garwin to return to his men, and to leave you to examine the gate around him. You tell him, falsely, Captain Malak has requested they return to Hawthorne. At first, he senses, as if he senses your plot, he refuses. But upon your insistence, he eventually agrees and starts to head south to rejoin his fellow soldiers. Mind yourself, he says as he departs. If the heat from that becomes a bit too much, step step back this way. Come back this way with us. When, it, when he is out of fight, sight, you step into the clearing and cautiously approach the portal. As another wave. As you approach the energy wind portal, the sinister gate emits another wave of intent. Intense wave of heat. Instinctively, you throw your hands up in front of your face and turn away from the searing blast. Alright, there's a check here, which means something bad is probably about to happen. Pick now. It's a bonus of 30. 20 from body, 20 from spirit. And I need a bonus of 50 more, 50 or more. Presumably, something bad will happen. What? I'm not quite sure. 57, success. Despite the overwhelming intensity of the heat being emitted by the energy-wimmed portal, you manage to resist its deadly effects. As the heat slowly subsides, you turn and continue to approach the portal. As you draw within five yards of the portal, you halt and fix your eyes on the on the swirling black core of the energy wind gate. Your your every sense alert for the first sign of danger. Suddenly, the surface of the portal whipples as a dark shape begins to emerge from the centre of the spinning vortex. Is it an Ozrock? Might be an Ozrock. But, don't know yet. Mm -hmm. Your pulse quickens. And, you're, and you quickly assume a defensive stance. As a massive, grey-skinned ogre 
steps on the portal. Oh, no, it's not. I don't know. It's not on Oh, it's just an ogre. The fearsome beast. Its broad torso and snaring face widdled with a hideous array of brutal stars. Gars. Clutches a bone club with a savage bellow. The ogre turns and effortlessly hurls its deadly weapon at you. So I've got a few options now. I can attempt to dodge the hurtling bone club. I can use elementalism, telekinesis, or I could use fortification. I'll give telekinesis a go. 16 XP to it. You channel your power of telekinesis. You launch a powerful blast of telekinetic energy at the Hell Club. Your invisible but potent projection of force slams into the bone weapon. Shattering it upon impact. The fragmented remains of the bone club rain down on the ground. The grey skinned orb. Two. The dagger-like teeth that protrude from its lower jaw, now resting on its upper lip, snorts, snorts, and and narrows its dark eyes as it locks its chilling gaze upon you. With startling speed, the massive creature bounds towards you. Its enraged bellows rising into the air. Few options. I can hold my ground. I could use fortification, telekinesis, or archery. I'll give fortification, which requires level 70 or higher, a go. There we are. And it succeeded. 24 experienced the fortification. You summon your power of fortification. A, a sparkling field of blue energy appears before for you, only seconds before the arrival of the charging orc, the fearsome beast, unable to slow the momentum driven by its great bulk, smashes, smashes headlong into, into the magical barrier, ne nearly knocking itself senseless. Boom! The massive creature stag staggers back from the energy field and falls to the ground. Before it can regain its feet, you leap forward and strike the creature a savage blow. Presumably, presumably with Umdraw's open rod, which is what I got equipped. Wounded, but not yet close to defeat, the ogre rises to its full towering height and attacks. I now equip my mace because it's more powerful and fight the grey-skinned orc which is wounded. Begin combat. The grey-skinned orc swipes at you with its massive clawed hand and it continues to swipe and I continue to swat with my mace. I swing at it actually. Keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you. 
for 14 damage. Another brutal stroke for 11 damage. And then another one for 9 damage. But now it is slain. 136 experience points. You step back from the bloodied remains of the slain ogre. Only seconds before a fierce golden glow envelops the creature's carcass. The blazing glow swiftly, quickly fades in its wake in the very spot quickly occupied by the grey-skinned orb. You find yourself confronted by a faceless, chain-clad man. The man, his hands tightly wrapped around the base of a shimmering longsword, bows deeply before rapidly drawing himself into a combat where he stands, where you would expect to find to find. The sinister being's face is a smooth, featureless sheet of broke, unbroken skin. Well, I'm going to break it soon. A sudden, blinding flash of orange light momentarily obscures the head of the faceless man. As a close of sight, your eyes are drawn to the lone, shimmering orange mark. And now Mars, the being's otherwise blank visage. Mark, depicting a clawed hand clutching an eye, is one you've seen before. It is the mark of wound skin. Of course it is. About a sound, and with the face, grace and speed of a master warrior, the faceless Chain-clad man leaps forward, coolly brandishing his deadly blade. I now face a faceless swordsman. Uh, is that is that rubbing it in? Facing the faceless. Begin combat. Your faceless foe slashes at you with his deadly blade. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 17 damage. And I keep swinging, I keep swinging. Ooh, 23 damage from a devastating blow. And 31 damage from a devastating blow. Hey, stop, stop the devastating blows on me. I don't like it. Hey, hey. Ooh, 31, another 31 damage from a devastating blow. Okay, I'll just keep swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging. And he says, your foe slashes at you with this deadly blade. Swing, 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 swing. Nearly gone, nearly gone. Ooh, devastating blow for 27 damage. Very nearly gone. Oop, devastating blow for 22 damage. And it's just slain. 30, 139 damage. And then 512 
XP to general. The faceless swordsman collapses your feet and weaves about in apparent agony for before several moments before finally expiring. You step back from his bloody corpse and pause to catch your breath following the brutal melee. Suddenly, much to your surprise, your defeated foe swiftly rises to his feet. Ah, oh, it's one of those ones. Just going to quickly heal myself. Oh, uh, oh yeah. And, oh, uh, that's it. Give me, give me help. Wait, hey, what's happening with your internet? Okay, heal, heal, and there, uh, fully healed now. Now I'm prepared. Repeating what he did at the onset of the bat battle, faceless swords. Swordsman bows deeply and steps back and draws himself into a body into a combat ready stance. Then, in an unexpected move, move, he turns and steps into the shadowy core of the un of the spinning portal and promptly vanishes. We take a quick but thorough examination of, of the scorched ground over which the portal hovered. There, resting on, in the centre of the charred patch, you, you discover a small, flat stone. The coin-sized stone, identical to those you already found elsewhere, is emblazoned with the mark of skin, which depicts a clawed hand clutching an eye. You reach down, and take possession of the stone. It's a wound, wound mark stone, and I now have it. And it's the same as the other ones. Now and again, the mark on the stone emits a bright orange glow. After lingering about the clearing for several minutes, waiting to see if the portal will reappear, or another one, maybe, you turn and make your way back towards Hawklaw. Not not far from the clearing, you come upon Garwin and the five men under his command. The soldiers seem relieved to see you and Garwin. See you and Garwin is quick to confess they feared the worst. We were headed back your way, quite against the orders you were laid to me from Captain Warlock, he says somewhat sheepishly. But then everything went quiet. I'm quite glad to see you're all right. Relating as little as you feel is necessary, you tell Garwin and his men about your battle with the grey-skinned orb, making no mention of the fearsome mention of the faceless man who bore the mark of wound-skin. You seem to be in the thick of this at every turn. Says Garm, as you make your way back towards the village. Where will this end? Captain tells us nothing. Though, though he, do, he does quite often say he's thankful to have you at our side. I think we can all agree to that. In fact, 
Who would argue against it? What? What I like to know is, what's all this about? What I'd like to know is, what all of this is about? If such a thing can be known. Do you think there's any more of this? Any more about this? What are we facing here? The young man, the six men appear eager. eager. Yeah, any response you might have. When you tell, tell the six men you aren't certain what the recent events mean. Or to what end they may be leading. They seem disappointed. Go him nods. Tells you she fears the worst. Even with someone like you standing with the soup. I think we're in we're in, in for more than we can handle, he says, as you emerge from the forest. Starts along the winding road that leads to Hawklaw from the east. It's almost as if someone is out there watching us. Someone who knows your every move and can counter our guard. But what do they want? Why would such a formidable... Why wouldn't such a formidable enemy just unleash their full might against us? Surely... Surely it, surely it would be the end of us all. But just, but it's just a bit of guessing, mind. But I don't like where things seem to be headed. Mark what I say, because we're all in for a bad time. Desperate, despite your keen, despite your keen desire. To allay Garwin's spoken fears. You find yourself presently unable to argue against anything the brave soldier has said. And that finishes this adventure with 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. And next, next time... The next little scheme that Woundskin has is called The Wagon, where two miles north of Hawklaw lies a place where the, wine, where the winding forest road bends around the ancient ruins of a once mighty tower. Your trek comes to an abrupt halt. But you know what? I'm going to do that next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.